tell Isabella, do you believe in monsters? You believe in monsters? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Have you seen a monster? Yeah. Yeah. In my house. In your house? Yeah. So what does it look like? Scary monster. Scary monster? Yeah. Yeah. Right, say bye bye then. Bye bye. Hello. Right, today we are doing a show on doppelgangers and we are joined for this enterprise by the hosts of another podcast called Not Once for Yes. Uh, so if you enjoy what you hear today, make sure you go over and uh, check those guys out. Right, just a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Uh, t-shirts for the UK people have arrived. I know some of you have already made inquiries about them. If there's anybody out there who uh, wishes to purchase a t-shirt, email us. Yeah, go to the website, email us your size and your address and all that, and then obviously we can sort out from there. Uh, that being said, if you haven't already, please join the Paranormal Hangout. Uh, there is some photos for this show, uh, some look-like photos that I'll put up for a, a bit of a laugh. Obviously, they'll be on the Paranormal Hangout on Facebook, so if you want to check them out, that's where they'll be. Uh, so without further ado, I guess we should get on with the show. Yeah, go on then. Let's start with that then. Let's start with your history of it before we get into any of the actual pacifics if you like okay well what i found out was that as most people probably know this bit but doppelganger is a german word meaning double goer or double walker yeah. and this word was coined by the german writer johann paul richter in 1796 but actual accounts of doppelgangers have been going on in myth and folklore for thousands and thousands of years um the ancient egyptians had them in their folklore they believed that every living person had a tangible spirit double known as Ka. Uh, and the idea quite famously features in one of the Egyptian myths particularly, and that's called the Greek princess, which is an Egyptian view of the Trojan War. And in it, Thoth instructs the high priestess of Hatha to conjure Ka, or the spirit double, of Helen of Sparta in order to deceive her would-be suitor, Paris, Prince of Troy. Mm. Norse folklore have these entities as well, but they're not quite as um, intimidating. They're not quite as sort of uh, harbingers of doom as they are in other folklore. They they are called Vardoga, and that word means the premonitory sound or sight of a person before he arrives. Uh, these beings mm-hmm. are described as having the same appearance and demeaning as their living counterparts, but they merely precede them in their actions and activities. So then witnesses see the apparition of a person go about their business only to have the actual person arrive later and seemingly repeat themselves. Mm. Okay. And you so, found fits, didn't you? One in um, Irish folklore as well. Yeah, in Irish folklore, they tend to be called fetches. Uh, and I found that whilst most doppelgangers tend to be a sort of harbinger of doom, that uh, the Irish version, if you see them in the morning rather than the evening, it's a sign of a long life. So they're not necessarily just a, a sort of bad omen if you see them. But uh, hope, hope you see one in the morning rather than the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What does, it mean if you see it? what does it mean if you see it before bed then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, typically, uh, the, the thought is that seeing one's old doppelganger is that if it's yourself, it's your own death. And if you see somebody else's doppelganger, that they're going to be quite ill. Mm. So it, it's generally a fairly negative thing. So that was the only real sort of positive one, other than the Norse, which was sort of you know, neither, neither good nor bad. Just <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. go to the shops before you do. 
The way I uh, sort of, you know, when I was looking at this, the way I sort of, I sort of broke doppelgangers into maybe four categories, if you like, um, or maybe three categories. I suppose spirit doubles is is, is the doppelganger itself, but you get like um, the doppelganger or spirit double, which is generally an apparition of a living person. This is why it differs from a ghost. Mm. Um, but occasionally people say that it is transparent like a ghost or some people have even called it washed out, you know, like it, you know, look, it looks, you know, like it's barely visible. Um, so not solid, you know, so there's that, which, um, which is the basically, that's the basic definition of a doppelganger, if you like. Then you get the spirit double, which is the same, but, but solid generally. So it'll be, um, you know, the likeness of you, but wearing slightly different clothes. And a lot of ghost stories you'll get this where people see somebody just before they die or that sort of thing where they'll say, it looked like my dad, but he had blue eyes and my dad had brown eyes. Mm. Or oh, it, looked, okay. yeah, it looked like my mother, Osh, but she had uh, ginger hair, but this uh, doppelganger had blonde hair. So it's slightly There's different. There's a slight difference yeah. to the description. Okay. And that, that tends to be more of a spirit double. They're like more solid, if you like. Then we get to the forerun, which you've just mentioned, which is these ones that precede an actual... Uh, event so like you know if you're going on holiday you get you get when you get there the people say oh you're back again so soon you say what are you <laughs> <laughs> I been there. Yeah. They say, no. then then you go somewhere else on your holiday and then the, you go to a restaurant or something you say oh you want your, your, your usual you know <laughs> what usual <laughs> so, uh, so he sat there had his meal had his cigar had yeah, a drink absolutely. you know these are called the bill. forerunners yeah and then obviously <laughs> the, the last category which is the more you know, uh, mundane, I guess, is the lookalike, which is just generally... Yeah, but I don't think that's a doppelganger. Well, it is, in a way. Really Because yeah. a lot of people might say, oh, I've just seen you down the street. Well, they want you. It was, you know, potential... Someone else. But, I mean, that's... You know. But it's still under the umbrella, isn't it? Because, yeah. uh, but it, it is a real thing, though, isn't it? We were looking at some websites just before the show, and there's one called, was it Twin Strangers? And there was another one that you found. Oh, called Find My Doppelganger. Yeah, I mean, it is a real genetic thing. This, um, you can track down people that have such genetic similarities to yourself that they do effectively look like your twin. Mm. Yeah. Did it say, did it give it, you any idea of how many, you know, because obviously how many faces do you think, how many combinations of faces can you actually have? It can't be, you know, I mean, obviously it's really... Yeah, no, it must be pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, rare. but over the, you know, over the... You've got to think of what DNA, world, you know. You're going to get a few tried, people, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think it's got to be pretty uncommon, but then you've got, what, 7 billion people on yeah. Earth? So, you know, yeah. you're going to have a lot of overlap. Yeah. But if you're talking genetically, though, I mean, if you're in an Isles like we are in Britain, you know, uh, we all sort of stem from maybe the fa- sort of six, seven families or something. So I guess genetically we might be similar where you expect it to, to, to pop up every now and again. Yeah. You know, like you get, you, you know, like you get dads that look like, or sons that look like dads and, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, you know, if you look at pictures of my old man, um, when he was a kid, Ooh. when my mum my used to show me, she used to say, oh, who's that in that picture? And he used to say, it's me. And he'd say, no, it's your dad. You know what I mean? Look, laugh's like, well, that fucking looks like me. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. So, I mean. But your body is a, this is a template for this planet. Yeah. But, so, uh, what, you know, what, human body. So you're going to have like some kind of same trait, same yeah. face, same eyes, same body, you know, same. Yeah. So you'd yeah. expect to look alike yeah. to pop up every now and again. And, and, and yeah. I'll go into a bit more of the lookalike. But I think we're going to doppelgangers on. where we're saying, you know, this is, this is you. Yeah. This is something, this is you. This is something a bit mm. different. Yeah. 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 You know, not, you're not, you're not your double. It's actually a part of you. But that's the, uh, yeah. that's the main four categories then, if you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like, uh, you know, 
from really good to really shit, you know, for like lookalikes is like the, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, like. yeah, it's on, but, the um, it's on the cross that one, isn't it? You know? Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's enough to give you a turn, but it's not yeah. paranormal. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. So, um, so let's get into it then. So which, what we got first then? You got a story you want to share, around? Well, I'm, I've got some, uh, well, I think the famous ones. Uh, so I'm, I had a look at this one. Uh, these are the, I picked three out. Okay. You know, I picked three out, this one's out. Let's do one uh, for now. Yeah, okay then. Uh, alright, I'm gonna oh, go well, with, uh, Yeah, you go on for half an hour. Well, I, I'm sorry, I do talk, <laughs> you know, but this, that's why I'm on a podcast. Right, I'm gonna do the first one is, um Catherine the Great. Now, Catherine of Great, the powerful 18th century Empress of Russia, uh, was a powerful and dangerous figure. Uh, she wasn't phased by small matters such as seeing her own ghostly doppelganger take over her throne. Mm-hmm. It is said that one night Catherine was lying in her bed when wood servants told her they'd just seen her enter the throne room. When Catherine set out to investigate, she found her doppelganger sitting calmly on the throne. Catherine immediately ordered her sentries to shoot at her ghostly counterpart. Right, the stories don't tell whether Bullet had any effect on the, on the Spectral Empress, we don't know. However, Catherine herself died soon afterwards. Oh, but yeah, that yeah. is a fantastic response to seeing a doppelganger. Absolutely, Just yeah. shoot it! <laughs> shoot it, yeah, kill it. <laughs> shoot it now! Yeah, so that one's from Catherine, awesome. uh, the great, that one. Even when you were saying that, I was thinking, that's the last thing that would enter my head, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to be, run! <laughs> Run or have a chat to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I won't go maybe not that far, but I certainly well, won't be shooting you, at you. Why are you sitting on my throne? Yeah. You know. Yeah. What well, are you doing I suppose here? the, the <laughs> difference know? is with with a queen is if you've got somebody that looks identical to you, she's like she could usurp the throne. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah, first yeah, thought yeah. in your mind is get yeah. rid of that thing before <laughs> it tries to knock me off and take over the country. Fair well, yeah, fair obviously the royal family are mad anyway, so you know <laughs> so the loonies anyway, so. Well, don't tell the Americans that they don't. Oh no! Well, we don't say that because. Uh, you know. But um, <laughs> go on then. Let's uh, let's have one of yours then. Okie dokie. Well, we like you came across a few different examples, and uh, one of the most interesting I found was from Queen Elizabeth the um, First. Fairly again, it's another royal one, so we're, we're sticking on a royal theme. Yeah. Um, but she was very sort of down to earth and not particularly given to. Uh, Flights of Fancy or Seeing Ghosts, but uh, she reported in 1603, shortly before her own death, that she witnessed her own apparition laid out on her bed, motionless and corpse-like, and she described it as pallid, shivered and one. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems odd that both her and Catherine the Great both died very shortly after yeah. seeing their doppelgangers, mm. which does yeah. seem to sort does of fit, fit with in the with the theme. Mm. Well, the, you know, the Irish scene is an omen. I mean, it, uh, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, but obviously she um, she wanted to said to her guards, shoot it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, that, I, don't, I don't think that she didn't want any info out of it. I think, she no. was, I think if you see your doppelganger, you're fucked. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you know it's uh, it's how you react to it. You know. I don't know. No, I, don't, I don't see it as a good sign. I just think you know your energy, if that's what it is, because you know, like you've got yin and yang. Or... Well, I mean, we'll do this later. Well, we'll come yeah, to the yeah, conclusion right, stage. Well, we'll you know what I mean? Because so um, that was interesting though. With his, his, his yeah. So uh, Lil, have you got one? 
Yeah, well, one that may be slightly less surprising is Abraham Lincoln, who was quite well known for his interest in the paranormal, and he was quite open about it with his friends. Um, but on the evening of his first, re- first election, he had just received the telegrams that confirmed his election as president, and he sort of laid out on a sofa to relax, and the sofa faced a bureau mirror across the room. And when he sat on the sofa, he noticed that next to his reflection was a second face. The face was his own, but it looked pale and ill and drawn with a deathly pallor. When he got up, the illusion vanished, but reappeared when he went back to the seated position. The image haunted him again a few days later, and he told his wife about it, and she was convinced that it was a portent, and that the second face meant that he'd be re-elected for a second term, but the deathly pallor meant he would not live to see that second term through, which is a pretty grim prediction to hear from your wife, but she wasn't wrong because he was elected for a second term and did not, in fact, live to see it through. Mm. So it fits with the trend again. It yeah. is, but it, it obviously took a lot longer, because I think yeah. American presidents are, what, four-year terms? I think yeah. so. Yeah. So it would have been at least sort of four years, I can't remember how long, into his second term. But it, it's a shame that uh, the mirror didn't say, you know, don't go to the theatre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been more useful, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think he still would have gone, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because he, he was yeah. that kind of person, wasn't he? Seems he was that, that kind of that stature. Like he obviously didn't bother him because he... Uh, no. There's <laughs> that case of uh, Winston Churchill who was uh, spending a night at the White House, I think it was, and where he, he met Abraham Lincoln's ghost. Did you? Uh, I heard about, about that. Yeah, 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 I, that. Yeah, I think he just got out of the bathtub, didn't he? He still had a cigar on the go, and he just gets out of the bathtub, and uh, Abraham Lincoln walks in, and he says. <laughs> oh, sir, you have me at a disadvantage. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Not completely unfazed. Yeah. <laughs> and just ca- cracks on, like, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's an everyday. On with the show. Typical but, British. Uh, so, <laughs> Doffel guys, then. So, I, I got this one. Um, you probably run across this one. This Emily uh, Saget is her name, or something like that. Yep. And um, obviously, she become known as the girl with the ghostly twin. Uh, she was born in 1813 in France, and uh, she didn't really get on with the other children in the village. Uh, this is not wasn't her fault, really, because the other children assumed that she had an identical twin sister, because they always used to see her walking around with this girl that looked Ooh. identical to her. So they left her alone and thought, well, she's, you know, she, she's playing with her. But anyway, so, um, you know, there's that. But the family, obviously knew something went right because she didn't have an identical twin sister and they used to see her popping up around the house even when she generally this was happening when she was asleep so it's almost like you know what we call like astral projection now astral Um, she was either in a trance state or you know like a daydream Mm. that kind of thing this would generally occur and occasionally the family would even say that you know because she had chores to do and stuff like that the family would say that when she went to bed this Doppelganger, if you will, they'd be running around the house, tidying up and you know sweeping up. And oh, I could that. do with one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I could do. Yeah, could do well, cost me now. But um, so, so obviously, you know, the family were aware of this, and they didn't want this getting out because at the time they owned a you know quite decent bakery, mm. and obviously, if you get this you know superstition belief and all that, especially at this time. If this gets out, people are going to stop buying your buns because obviously your, oh, buns, yeah. Yeah, your buns are obviously cursed if you've got a, yeah, a ghost, ghost daughter. That's probably why this second cross is on. Yeah. And that's the pagans, that's the yeah, story. That's pagan stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, we don't mention them. So, no. um, 
so this goes on. So they, they actually get a home shooter in to, you know, keep, basically the, the keep her locked up. They, mm. don't, they don't want to get rid of it, do they? So they keep her locked up in the house so no one will see these uh, apparitions. And uh, so that goes on for it. But this gives her the idea that she wants to become a teacher because she wants to help people. She likes, you know, this teacher coming in and spending mm. time with her because again, you know, she didn't have many friends at the time. But the family would ask her, you know, you know, what was going on? Like, mm. cause we've seen you tidying the house and that. And she'd say, you know, honestly, I don't remember it happening. You know, she, she was just, as far as she was aware, she was asleep. So, um, she gets, uh, she gets like, um, into her teens and that, and she starts looking for jobs as a teacher. But it says that she traveled around a lot. Now she'd lose a job more often than not. I think she actually take, took, 18 jobs in a 16-year period as a teacher. But she wasn't getting sacked. She was leaving because this twin, this ghostly twin, if you will, mm. was becoming a bit of a hindrance to her. Uh, and she'd move on because she was scaring the children, essentially. Mm. Um, so she always ref- left with good references. It wasn't like she was getting sacked. So eventually she takes a job. I think she was age uh, 32. And she takes a job in Latvia. At a school that I can't pronounce. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, just, think it just was a Latvian yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, Latvian school. <laughs> That's it, like we all know them anyway. Yeah. Like, even if I say this yeah, name, it's but a bit it was, nobody's going to know if it's incorrect yeah. or not. Yeah. I yeah. think it was called Pensona von New Valkar. Well, that'll do. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. I imagine there's not many Latvians listening, but if you are, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. you can obviously read apologize. That was uh, completely <laughs> wrong. But anyway. This school, this is where we find out a lot of the detail of this story because there was a daughter there of a, a you know, well-to-do aristocrat at the time called uh, Julie von Gutenberger, I think her name was, and probably again that's uh, massacred. So she, she relays the story. Uh, she says that there was one time where there was at least 13 children in the classroom and this uh, Saget was taking the class and she was writing on the chalkboard. Mm. A spirit double appeared next to her and started writing on the chalkboard as well. Although the spirit didn't have the chalk in its hand, it was just mimicking the motions. And obviously all the kids, like, you know, obviously seeing this Sweet left time. the classroom. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, this... These tales, you know, there's quite a lot of tales around the school of her uh, being seen in locations throughout the day. You know, she'd just pop up all, all over the place. Um, and again, like I say, when she was in the daydream sort of thing. I mean, they, even the teachers witnessed it at one stage. They said that they were sat down uh, in the canteen eating dinner. And the table behind Emily, there was her double, again, sat there eating dinner, but again, she didn't have any uh, utensils in her hand, she was just mimicking the motion, almost like a mirror image type thing, Mm -hmm. Um, so she was obviously projecting herself the the strange thing is, is that Emily could not see this image of herself, she could not see her spirit double, Uh, she never ever did um, I've got to say about this. Well, yeah, as far as we know, later. she never ever saw herself. Which yeah. was, you know, but there's hundreds of people seeing it all the time. Uh, there was um, it really comes to a head when there was a, a sewing class going on with 42 students, um, and essentially what happened is the 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 teacher was giving this class, going about his business, and then in walks Emily and sits on a chair. Well, not nothing unusual about that, I suppose. Apart from the fact that the children could see her out in the garden picking flowers. Uh, so they all say, you know, uh, sir, 
Well, actually, it was a girls' school. Yeah. So, <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's out there picking flowers. She's sitting this chair in here, so obviously he's a bit alarmed. And two of the girls have got so used to seeing this apparition uh, that they approached her sitting in this chair. Now they tell the story that she was out in the you know in the garden picking mm. these flowers, but she almost looked like she was in a trance or a daze. She was like you know just like listlessly just going around like oh you know the usual trance sort of posture if you will so these girls approach this one sitting in the chair and they put their hands towards it and one of the girls says she actually felt her hands going through the clothing into the body and she later says that it felt like she was touching it she says it felt empty like the stuff cobwebs are made of yeah i felt a few of them yes yeah, 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 like, you know, paranormal yeah. people uh, yeah you know investigators report this cobweb feeling yeah, a lot so this is obviously some sort of tangible energy i guess i don't know yeah but um you know ether. She, she, ether. She, yeah, she obviously feels something mm. and again at this point it's really getting out of hand now she's seen all over the all over the school mm. but there's one before she you know she gets the boots from this place there's one teacher that spends the night with her she's actually slept in the same room as this emily and she say at night she'd seen this uh, moving phosphorescent uh humanoid shape mm. moving around the bedroom yeah in, in the morning she'd ask emily she'd say um you know what was going on last night you know and she'd say well actually i remember dream at this point she she knows this is going on now she said she actually could actually when she was dreaming she could see herself again we were talking about astral project projection yeah. here but she could see herself wandering around the bedroom mm. um but as a physical self and obviously what this other lady was seeing was you know a glowing aura if you like or yeah. whatever um, but she could actually see herself from thing. Anyway, like I say, eventually this got round the school. The parents weren't too happy about you know, having this ghost wandering around the school, and uh, she was sacked and uh, changed her name to get another job. And we don't know what happened to her after that, um, which is you know unfortunate. But I mean, <laughs> you know, where do you start with something like that? Oh, it does seem really interesting. It, it seems to break the mould from all the other accounts yeah. in that one, she didn't die or get ill shortly after seeing. Mm. Well, she didn't see it at all, um, and it, that there seems to be an effect on her whenever it's around. Like you say, she's going into a trance or a daze whenever it's present. So it's obviously sort of physically affecting her when it's around. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you? Do you I mean, do you give much weight to the astral projection? side of things anyway um i'm not sure what to make of it to be perfectly honest um, there was one account of a nun though wasn't there that i came across who was convinced that she'd managed to ast- astrally project herself to basically i think a third world country i can't remember which country it was and convert them all to christianity and when they went out there they were talking about this blue lady nun that taught them how to practice christianity or some stuff like that um but she was convinced that it was astral projection but i mean i don't know what to make of it so quite the, frankly she has the ability to change the world and she goes preaching religion you know else to do but <laughs> yeah, but we we know we, we know we've had loads of ca- loads and loads and loads of accounts of people who can project at will. You know, not it's they can just boom, they can go in a trance, bang, and they can be in a certain country. Whatever, it's been documented, sci- scientifically proved as well. <coughs> so remote viewing as well. It's called yeah. It's called <coughs> the government use these people who are very good at remote. <coughs> Hang on a minute. <coughs> I 
okay. That, that bear went down the wrong hole. Right, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> before I, on. before I astral project. <laughs> I'll give yeah, you two just minutes, let me get uh, my voice back. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Right, okay, yeah. Carry on. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's been proved that it, it does work. It, it, it does, you know, you can, I think through, you know, practice, do it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've certainly heard, I think it, was it the 50s and 60s that the American government sort of secreting people away and trying yeah. to spy yeah. on the Russians psychically, yeah. various things like that. Yeah. yeah, it's all, it's all interesting stuff. I'm, uh, I'm not sure anything much ever really got declassified on that. Uh, I think a lot of it has, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously we've got the film, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats. And yeah, shit yeah. Like that, we? Well, so, it, I mean, this, uh, I'd, I've had a, even a account from my sister who was psychic like myself. And when she was, I think she was, um, in her teens, she was, in, she said she was in a park with a mother and a family and a cousins who was in these woods. I can't remember whereabouts it was, but my sister said, um, they, they went into the woods and the house, maybe 200 meters away and an old house, whatever. And my sister said, without anything, she said she was at the window looking through. There's an old lady there on the chair, rocking chair and that. Right. And it freaked my sister out, you know. And, uh, as it would? Yeah, as, as it would. She, like she, she, and grow. No, yeah, she, she's at the, at the window. Yeah. You know, she comes back in and she saw, and she, and she comes back into her body. She's, oh, I'm freaking out, freaking out. What's my, oh, there's an old lady in there. Oh, well, you haven't been to the, you haven't been to the house. It's over there. There's an old lady there. She's on a rocking chair and she's, anyway, the girls go there and there's, a, there's an old lady in the, in the house there on the rocking chair. Yeah. It freaks my sister out. She oh. said it was like a bang. She was there looking through the window and she's back, you know, it's like a boom, yeah. you know. Uh, it's like a deja vu that like hasn't happened. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you want to go over there and look at this scary house, mm. but I don't want to. But there's another part saying, I do, and I want to look in the window. So. It just goes. Just goes. Yeah. Bang. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's why, that's in the waking state. So, not why you sleep. So what's, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a, there's an account here, again, one of them forerunners is a guy, I think he was a Canadian businessman, and he he went on a trip somewhere. Was it? No, no, he was uh, he was Norwegian. Yeah, he was, and he went to uh, you know a place he hadn't been on business. And when he gets there again, like I was saying earlier, the the, the hotel staff say, "Oh, you're back again," and all that. And he said, yeah, well, yeah. You know, "I haven't been here before." But so mm. this this forerunner, um, you know, because you've got such things as crisis apparitions as well which seem to pop up like yeah. say say you're in danger yeah um, yeah that is quite your, common isn't your it? being will pop up um so you love ones yeah yeah, yeah. say yeah you know help me i'm i'm, I'm stuck in a well or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'd, yeah. I'd just laugh but yeah. but anyways so, the coordinates yeah, where yeah, you are yeah, like, yeah. You know. but um i mean that sort of thing i mean is that i mean that must be self that must be the person who's in the world projecting that. That's not coming from anywhere else. No, that's you. That must be you projecting that kind of thought out to the ether. To yeah, to, yeah, to because you because SOS. of the trauma of the environment, Absolutely. I guess, just the panic. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we did a show, didn't we? I don't was it last year. We did a show um, on time travellers, you know, mm. and I and I said that I think that the the past, the present, and the future are all working together. Yeah. You know? And I, and I so said, I think that there's a, there's a past you and a future uh, you working all the time. Yeah. So that become, that'll kind of make me think, well, that's logical. Mm. Because if your doppelganger is like, say you're in a, you're, you're in a pub and, and all of a sudden you're, you know, your, your other half comes here. You know, it's like, 
Well, it can't, it can't happen. Yeah. But, can I have a doppelganger that goes to work for me? Well, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> if he knackers up, you know, yeah. he, he crashes the van, oh, then obviously yeah, yeah. it's your fault, mm. not his. You know, <laughs> so you take the responsibility for that. Yeah, well, I mean, but I, I, I do, I, I do personally believe that um, the past, the present, the future <clears throat> are all working together now. Mm. There was a past you, and also a future you as well. Well, that would play out in doppelgangers stories because you get the forerunner doppelgangers. But the story we had into the show um, from a listener was a past doppelganger. It was a doppelganger that appeared to be doing something that had already happened, that the person had already enacted. Um, so the story was from one of my colleagues, actually, and it concerned another lady that worked in the office. So she'd come into this lady had come into the office in the morning wearing one outfit, which was a turquoise jumper and fawn scarf. But it was Christmas jumper day. So when she got to the office, she changed into this black and silver jumper. So the office was in a room at one end of the building, and you accessed that by a corridor that passed a door into the car park, and you could see out of a window in this door. Mm-hmm. So during the morning, my colleague got up from her desk and walked down this corridor briefly to another room and back again. And as she passed the door with a window, she clearly saw this lady who changed into the Christmas jumper outside wearing her original outfit and just exiting her car like she'd done that morning. She was very confused, firstly because the lady in question was disabled and walked with a stick. So there was no way that she could have raced down that corridor, got into her car, changed for some reason outside, because why would you in the middle of winter? Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) And made it back again um, without my colleague seeing. And then, of course, they went back to the office, which was literally a few seconds down the corridor, and they found this lady in her Christmas jumper that she changed into, sat at her desk, at which point my colleague freaked out a bit, obviously, and we were like, what were you doing? Have you been here the whole time? Um, and the lady said, yeah, I haven't moved. I've been sat here the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but my colleague said, you know, this door wasn't far away. She knows it was her. It wasn't a case of it was somebody in the same outfit. It was she could see facial features. Like I said, this lady walked with a stick so she could see the way that she walked. So it was like she got a glimpse of something that happened that morning, hours after it happened. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because, yeah, well, I mean, because they do say that, um, you know, you're, so especially with this subject, it's vast, it's vast, isn't it? No, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there was an account of a, a German poet who, who had something similar. He he was on his way to a, a friend's house, um, and he was riding his horse, going along, and then this person approaches him. But the strange thing about this is, he says he could see him through his third eye. So you know, make of that what you will. But he says that he saw this vision coming towards him. This this man who looked identical to him uh, was wearing a grey and gold suit. Mm. And again, you know, he just carried on his way, mm. thought nothing of it. And then it was only a few years later when he was travelling exactly the same route on the way to see exactly the same friend wearing a grey and gold suit that he realised he'd seen himself mm. all, you know, all them years back. Yeah. Uh, there was another tale of um, a guy who was, he was having a shower and um, he, he heard someone come in the bathroom. He moved the shower curtain back and there was a little kid there. Mm. Anyway, kid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So <laughs> what you want. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it, the kid, obviously the kid runs away. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, I got this the wrong way around. No, the kid. The kid was the one who heard the, the man in the shower. That's ah, right. right. Yeah. Okay. So the kid. Yeah. This makes more sense now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, just slightly less creepy. Yeah. It's great when we do research, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Go on. So anyway. So did I tell you this story? <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got to edit it, aren't you? You can yeah. edit it all. In. Uh, right. So yeah. this okay, kid. Yeah. He's on. He's on his own at home, and he hears this strange noise in the bathroom. Right. The shower going off, so he goes in the bathroom, pulls back the curtain. There's a guy showering, you know, and obviously that's alarming. So he runs out the house, goes to the neighbours. Neighbours come back in, no one in the house. Okay, <coughs> five, ten years later down the line, he's having the shower himself. Mm. Now he's a fully grown man, and he has a noise in it in the bathroom. He opens the shower curtain, and there's a little boy stood there. Right, mm. the little boy goes running out. He goes chasing after him to, you know, to say, oh, you know, what's, you know, what are you in yeah. the house or whatever, or you know, um, and obviously. Nothing comes of it. Now, it's only when he reflects on it a little bit later on, he remembers when he was a child, seeing the man in the shower was him. Again, uh, past, you know, present and the future yeah, working you know, side by side. Him, he's seen himself 30 years in advance. Yeah. So, and the, uh, uh, I mean, uh, is that is that a doppelganger? I mean, or is Possible. That... Um, I think also the making decisions is very important as well, because I think if you make any... Like you said, uh, if you're going to get married mm. to this lady, yeah, and you want a life with this lady... And you know, what family together and children together. And at the moment, and at the last moment, you pull out and say, "No, nah, I don't want to. I'm going to go with, uh, with this other girl." Yeah, you know. So you don't marry here, but you marry the other girl. Yeah. I think that another you marries that girl really? and has that family, and that replays again. I think. I think you know. It sounds strange, but to me, I think your decisions. Because I, I believe planet Earth is a, a, a classroom where you learn. But I think there's more aspects of, like the Egyptian says, you know, we're, we're double. Mm. I don't think we're one soul. I think we're maybe two or three. And my personal uh, belief is that uh, we just, we come here, learn stuff. But I think you, there's other realities as well. I mean, I'm not going to get into this because it's vast, mm. you know. But the, the as you said, with that guy, uh, this little kid, Opened yeah, the curtain, yeah. saw the man, he legged it, went after him. Now, when he grows up, he saw, so it's like a replay, isn't it? Yeah, but, but why? Strange though, isn't it? Yeah, it's very strange, but why? It could be a, a reality where, you know, mm. uh, it's like the, the, cri- the child, the child was you, the boy. Yeah, yeah. And the man was on the book, then well, well, you're the well, well, What's the reason? That's the thing. I mean, like the crisis ones, like, or, you know, I mean, the forerunners, I don't really mm. get. The crisis ones, to some extent, I understand that, you know. What yeah, I, mean? Cause, I think so. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Lil was saying about like the, you know, the, the fear, the the anxiety of the moment, you know, creating this. Um, and maybe it's not actually, you know, it's more of like, um, I don't know, like a telepathic message or something. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, someone's just relaying that telepathic message as a as an actual. Vision, but actually it's just, SOS, isn't it? And yeah, SOS yeah. goes up, doesn't it? Like the flare goes up. I can understand I that. Help, but so, but the know. actual, you know, this thing. I mean, unless we start talking about other dimensions and, and crossing over, but then it goes too far. Yeah, yeah, it goes yeah. into stuff, doesn't it? Um, deeply, doesn't it? So, but I don't. But know. I believe that this body we've got is just a spacesuit. So why can't somebody have the same spacesuit as us? You know, what I mean, it's just a spacesuit. That's all it is. You know, for this vibration. So, yeah. But, yeah, but I definitely, uh, I can't really explain that why that. But it could be a, a different timeline. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't really know. I, you know, it's so. What's yeah, uh, what's your well, guys' gut feeling on this? Then I mean, 
Well, first of all, what what kind of disturbs me about the, you know, the child seeing himself in the in the shower, and then conversely, the adult seeing himself as a child? Is it does mm. seem to imply that the future is predetermined, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. scary. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know your thoughts or your actions do kind of play out. Yeah. It's like a, a theatre, isn't it? Like a, a play. Mm. You know, you you write down the play. You write it down. You want you want to play. You you know, you. You get your characters and say, right, I want you to play this out, play that out. So really, it's, it's yeah. a role Or is play, it yeah. more like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's crazy stuff, that. I used to have a Mario one. <laughs> Didn't matter what I did, I always landed on the Loved same, those. same yeah. page. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up tearing that page out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to cheat, but yeah. I never got it. I thought, I am going to get to the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it does. It ties in as well because we we were recently at Blakeney for mm. uh, Lil's mum's birthday, mm. and uh, the night before we got there, uh, the mother-in-law and her brother were there, and they went for a walk around the town, and they happened to be walking past a restaurant, and uh, brother looked in through the window and saw himself sat at a table eating dinner, mm. and he said the way it felt to him was that he was watching himself doing something he hadn't done yet. Okay. A bit more deja vu again. Yeah, mm. it was it was kind of it, yeah, it so wasn't just a oh that person yeah. looks like me. It was a I can see myself doing that but I haven't done it yet. So it was, it was kind of a, a time delay. Yeah. 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 And did he go into that restaurant, yeah? No, I think he was so badly freaked out by the experience he avoided ah. it like the plague. <laughs> yeah. So I now we'll never know. So now we? No, so now we we'll plays never out know. scenario we'll go to another restaurant, meet somebody else and Pay somebody else the bill, and yeah, that was the restaurant where it was going to change his future. Yeah. You know, this no. guy was going to come in ruined it. <laughs> so but, um, that's what I'm saying. That there must be thousands and thousands of scenarios. Where, well, I mean, you know, it's happening it's, enough where yeah. it's uh, you know it's got a name. So obviously, um, there's that in there. But I mean, there's this guy here, and this is more of a crisis oh, uh, right, okay. apparition. Uh, my, my gut feeling yeah. is, is that, uh, and this is this. Basically, it takes place after 18 hours of driving across the the roughest and bleakest desert in train in Wyoming, in the USA. A guy called Gordon Barrows was in danger of falling asleep at the wheel. It was 1946, and he'd just been discharged from the army. But his eagerness to get home, he'd driven himself to exhaustion, and he was also cold and numb. Right Then, just outside this little town, he spots a hitchhiker in the road, right? So he instinctively pulls over. Right, and again, you know, it's almost like it was preordained, you know, because yeah, it, you know, obviously he just they wants know to, what's going to yeah, go. He wants to get home yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. But he pulls over for this hitchhiker. Okay, he says when he wound the window down to offer the stranger a lift, he was shocked because the man was his exact double. Right, the only difference was that the man was wearing um, similar clothes to him, but different colours. Okay, so it, well, the there's guy, slight differences coming up again, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this a time traveller now? Well, this about. is the thing, because this guy basically jumps in the car without even... And the thing that, you know, obviously he was shocked that the guy mm. looked like him, but he was more shocked that the guy wasn't freezing to death because it was sub-zero. <laughs> and, um, and this guy just seemed to be, you know, happy-go-lucky, and he jumps in, and this guy says to him, 
you know, do you want me to take the wheel for a while? Ooh. And uh, so he says, absolutely, you know, I'm falling asleep. So, uh, and again, you know, you don't do this, do you? Don't let someone... I would, no, I would, there's no way. I would, I would never it. do yeah. that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, Wake up in that with your throat cut or something, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped in the first place, let alone <laughs> handed over the wheel. Absolutely. End up so, on the road and your car's gone. I mean, I... I, uh, I <laughs> kid I, missing. Yeah. I um, give a give a ride to it. Anyway, I'll, oh, t- I'll, t- I'll no, tell you that story no, in a minute. No, no, but um, yeah, so um, anyway, so uh, so he so he lets this guy in. He says he don't feel any effects, which is strange. This guy says, you know, do you mind if I uh, before you even have a chance to thank you? And he says, do you want me to take over the wheel? And this guy says, absolutely. I'm I'm fucked. So he, he so he gets some sleep. Next thing you know is he wakes up uh, just to, just. As this guy is stepping out of the car, he's, he's come to a standstill on this clear stretch of road. Uh, this guy's jumping out of the car, and he, sa- he, he says he didn't even get a chance to thank him. This guy just literally just walked off into the desert and uh, never to be seen again. So, is that a time traveller? Well, my take on that is that he was going to fall asleep and, and, and come get killed. To some, yeah, well, so he was that, that, would affect, get that would affected a timeline later. A timeline later on. So, so somebody popped in, looked like him, didn't want that to happen. So maybe that that kind of stretch already falls asleep, yeah. car bang killed, but yeah, to me that's a time travel to me, mm. not a bit of a what, quantum leap scenario. That yeah, one. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what, what do, where do you? It stay? must affected. It must be a huge effect on the timeline if this guy got killed. Mm. I don't know. If it was just, a, if that was just like a one-off story, then you could say yeah, it's bollocks. Maybe there's but, more, but, but people fact, tell them will they? Well, the fact that there's there's quite a few of these mm. stories, you know, obviously lends weight to this. Yeah. Existing, I mean, you could say that same thing about Loch Ness, I suppose, which is you know just undermines my argument. But the general aspect, and not only that, but over different cultures as well. Mm. Um, I mean, it's time for the conclusion. One in conclusion may feature speculation. You know, where do you stand on on this doppelganger? Then, if you had to, we'll go around the table here. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say, like, you know, if you if you had to, um, you know, you have to give a, you know, whether you agree or disagree with, with the doppelganger theory. Then, I mean, where do you stand on it? So we'll start with uh, Fitzson. I'm going to be really awkward because <laughs> um, I'm generally a bit of a skeptic about these things. Oh, right, not okay. not to say that I don't think these things are happening mm. but if i haven't got an explanation for it i'm sort of hesitant to say i think it's this mm. and especially i after everything we talked about this afternoon it seems like there's lots of different things we're lumping under the same category yeah mm. um i you know like you say you've got crisis apparitions the the um story about the french teacher who her doppelganger was different to the other doppelgangers. So it's all... I don't know. I, I'm really sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> I think I think something weird's Skeptic happening. <laughs> I, just, I just can't pin it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's no problem, is it? I mean, if, if you can sit on the fence about this and say, yeah, that, which is, is great. You yeah. know, that's great. At least, you know, people are thinking about this, you know. Yeah. But I think there's stories out there where people are experiences where people haven't talked about them. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, before, you know, they, really? like, uh, you know, like you, you said, I, you know, I'm more nuts and bolts when it comes to this shit as well. And I'm, well, like, I'm I, I find it, I find it difficult. Unless I see one myself. Yeah. Um, I find it very difficult to, um, to you know, to but but then you know, reading the stories that makes me question it. I mm, guess, but yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm probably in the same camp as you. So, Lil, well, 
because both of our stories of doppelgangers came from people that I know, it does mm. make a bit of a difference to me because it is so easy to write off doppelganger stories normally as, oh, you know, it's just somebody that looked like you. It could have been anything. Mm. But I've had these first-hand accounts from people that I trust. Ooh. And you can see in their eyes that they're freaked, like really freaked. Mm. Um, and that does make me think there is definitely something in it, I've got to say. Because you can't fake that look of shock. You know what no, I mean? No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and uh, you, you also can't say that people that are told your stories are full of shit. So you're in that camp as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I appreciate that. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and what do you reckon quickly? Well, uh, I'm not going to go into detail because you know I can talk. So yeah. I'm going to make it brief <laughs> and basic. Uh, but I definitely believe that uh, time, uh, the past, the present, the future are waking all together mm. at the same time. So you've got a present you, a past you, and a future you, all but, at the same time. What and about? I've, what about? I mean, obviously, because obviously Fitz was talking about at the beginning of these, pe- you know, people seeing the doppelgangers and dying. I mean, how does that fit into that? Well, I mean, time to go, time to go. Mm. You're not going to stop you, is it? You know, you, you hear it one minute, it's gone next. Mm. I mean, but That's I think a, an accident, uh, or it's not supposed to happen at that certain time. Mm. I think a past you or a future you can can step in and say, "Well, not now, not mm. now." Well, if you was meant to go at that time, yeah. So that's doppelgangers yeah. per se then. So where do you stand on these? Because um, another, and I know we're lumping it all in together, like you said, but another aspect of this is obviously the lookalikes for, for, for one. You know, people might say, oh, I just saw you down the road or whatever. Um, anyway, that happens quite a lot. A lot, yeah. It? And not only that, but you know, I've had occasions where people have um, heard people you know, like they might be, I don't know, at home, say, and they hear, like, the, the mother or something shouting them, mm. yeah? So they go into the kitchen and she's not there. Um, they go looking around the house, can't find her. And then obviously she comes in the front door about 10 minutes later and says, what are you shouting me for? And mm. she says, I won't shout on you. Um, I mean, it's not doppelganger. I say. Yeah, but. Well, that could be someone else. It could be a, it could be a, a guide. It could be a helper. It could be a spirit can. It could be anything, you know. But I've I mean, I, 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 when I go to bed sometimes, not all the time, very rare now, but I hear my name called that quite a few times. Mm. And I can't recognise who they are, female or male. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'll just say, Andrew, I think it's a wife. I look over, she's fast asleep. Whatever. I go back to sleep. Mm. But, uh, I think time, uh, Strange, you know, very strange. It's uh, said, but I think the past, the present, and the future are working at the same time. Yeah, that's this is something that's interested definitely. me about sort of ghosts yeah. in general. Is that there's a lot of times where what a ghost is doing, you know, funny ears ghost, whatever mm-hmm. they're doing is sort of yeah. applicable for what they would have been doing at the time, or you yeah. know, you're called by somebody that isn't there, that but you recognise the voice or that sort of thing, and it it would make sense in a different context. You mean like when a lot of ghosts, like EVPs and stuff like that that you get, often what you hear the ghost saying is, hello, or yeah. who's there, or get out. Like, yeah. you know, if Which, you... If, if you, you think, if you heard voices in your house, you'd, you'd be like, get out. who's there, get out of my house. I, I, do, I just say hello. Someone? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard before, I've heard quite a few, and I've helped to hope, well, I like to think I've helped to quite a few ghosts. Well, I don't call them ghosts, I call them spirit people, because... Uh, I know it's, it's, uh, sometimes they, uh, sometimes it's not. I mean, we talked about something where mm. we, the ghosts aren't there, they, they're just replays, you mm. know. But I have been, uh, in 
places where See, that's the difference people between, come in. That's the difference between doppelgangers and, and completely different. And completely different. These, these doppelgangers almost always interact. Yeah. In some where, some where people go wrong is that people think of spirit as a person who's passed over as as not mm. a physical body. It's not true. Um, people have to ask. This is another show. Like, I'm not mm. going to go into it because it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's big. But uh, when you pass over to, I call it the uh, the Shire. You'll go where you know to get where your family, whatever. But you still have a physical body. It's where you have to know. I'll explain it another time too because it's a, a different <laughs> show. But the the spirit person when he passes over, he has the same emotions, same feelings. Like a, a great person, the George King used to say, if you were dimwit in this life, you were dimwit in the next. And that's it. You don't grow any magical powers. You're not you know, a god or anything like that. It's You are what you are. You just mm. take your memories and oh, your feelings, your emotions. I'm not you. going there. Well, you'll go. <laughs> I'm not saying you'll go to hell because we're in this place anyway. Well, you know what I mean? You'll go to a good place, mate. But, uh, so, you know, I like you know. the cold anyway, so I'll go to hell. It's not cold down there, mate. <laughs> it, well, if you want cold, you can have cold. No, the original. Your mind, the original. Like, anyway, I'm not talking yeah, about but, but the original. Yeah, but the original. It was obviously Scandinavian, was cold. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, before it was adopted by the Bible. Yeah, okay. That's another story. I don't believe in the Bible, so. Let's get round to these, the, the final category then, which is the, obviously the lowest on the list for a reason, because it's the shittest, but <laughs> it's lookalikes. So we've all had occasions in our life yeah. where we've either seen somebody that might be, you know, uh, oh, I recognise him off the telly, you know what I mean? Anyway, it turns out that is the guy. It's not a double gang, that, is that, it? That's not a double gang. But, you know, occasions where you see someone or someone who's, yeah. you know, because oh, like, I have it a few times and I'm going, I've got a list here of, of people that said that I look like certain people. So, um, let's go around the table and just, you know, have you ever, someone ever come up to you and said, oh, you look like a certain person? And um, we'll start with, uh, or should we just start with a lady here first? I have, and I have to say, I can't remember who it was they said I looked like now, but when they, as soon as they said it to me, I was like, I look nothing like that person at all. So mm. I do think that a lot of this is in, is very subjective yeah. and in the eye yeah. of the beholder. I agree. And I that's agree. my opinion on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then, who, who did they say they look like? <laughs> I can't remember, but it was just literally somebody I thought, I have, I don't even know where that came from. I yeah. can't even see any. It was like, you know, they didn't even have the same colour hair or eyes. Or, <laughs> but they were adamant. They were like, no, you look just like them. Was the chat in your really don't. <laughs> no, no, not they like. were definitely not. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Fitz? I think it's very subjective. Um, no, I, I haven't that I can remember. I, no? I'm pretty sure mm. I've seen other people that look identical to friends of mine and started talking to them and after five minutes of conversation realised they're not who I thought they were <laughs> and they're sort of playing along because they think they might know me from somewhere so and I, I've not a that. doppelganger I've, 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 but, done, yeah. I've done that with exes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't me yeah. I didn't do that it was a move half I recognise you from somewhere but yeah, I can't wasn't quite me. place it was you out on Saturday night <laughs> <laughs> That's an excuse, like, isn't it? Yeah. What, yeah. What, go on then. Have you been uh, lookalikes? Uh, only once. Uh, that was, that was George a quite... Clooney. No, no, I don't know. It was uh, a few years ago. Uh, I saw my cousin, and he said to me, "Why didn't you talk to me last week?" And the pictures. I said, "What's that? The pictures." He said, "He was, uh, he was in the pictures," and I, thought, I, I said to you, Andrew, Andrew, waving to you, and you completely ignored me. Because it wasn't you. It wasn't me. It wasn't even a picture. <laughs> it's probably called Simon or something. Well, whatever, yeah. But it wasn't me. He said, he, he said I'm telling you now, he said, he was the spitting image of you down to your clothes. Yeah. I said, I, I was not, 
at the pictures. I didn't go, Nigel, my cousin. Well, but he was adamant that it was me. And he, was, mean, he got a bit annoyed, that, a bit peed off that uh, I wouldn't talk to him. So was that somewhere that you went often? Or it was somebody that you wanted to go? Could that you have know. been like a psychic it, projection? No, no, not no. really. Was, it's not somewhere he'd expect you to be. No, really, no. not really. Mm. I mean, I go to pictures uh, now and then. I don't. Well, have I, you seen no. the price of the ticket? Well, I was going to say, you need to get a mortgage. I don't go now. I, you know, it's horrible. It's, uh, no, but he, my cousin was absolutely, actually adamant that it was me. And I, he a bit paid off on me that, why didn't you talk to me? Have mm. I done something wrong? No. Well, I didn't think, you know, that extreme, but... I've had uh, a few occasions where people say, oh, you look like, so, like, I mean, there was one guy, <clears throat> he says, oh, you look like, um, now I can't remember, I was obviously delivering around Huddersfield and uh, I knocked this guy's door and he comes to the door, he says, oh, you look like our manager. I said, who? He says, our manager, Huddersfield Town's manager. And he, I said, I've never seen him. He says, a bit on telly enough, you, you must have seen him, like, I, you know, like I, I make a point of watching Huddersfield Town games. Yeah, yeah, watch every but, um, match. Yeah. But apparently I look like him. And then I've had other people say, I mean, you know, obviously I've, I've run the gambit. I've been Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee. What, yeah, what decade? Yeah. Awesome. Now, he was in a film where he was played a telephone technician or something. And, um, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I'm going to do, like, so obviously when we put this show out, I'm going to... put gonna, some pictures. Yeah, I'm going to put these pictures up on Facebook or whatever <laughs> so that people people can see that I don't look like <laughs> anything like these people. <laughs> but then uh, I've had Fernando Alonso, which is the Formula One driver. I don't, don't watch don't know. This, I don't watch sports, um, so I don't I've know. I've had yeah. uh, Errol Flynn. Um, that's a black and white Errol Flynn. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it, that was yeah. good. Because uh, that was two old ladies and uh, I was in a... Tea room or somewhere where these old ladies hang out, you know, and uh, they says, "Oh, you remind me of that movie star," and I'm thinking, yeah. "Oh, you know, it's going to be Brad Pitt or fucking George." <laughs> yeah, Flynn. And she went, uh, "You remember uh, who played Robin Hood?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, here we go." Like, was it uh, Kevin Costner or something? And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, 50, "Was it forties, fifties?" Probably, yeah. And she turned around to husband and she said, "Who was that guy that played Robin Hood?" And he said, "Errol Flynn." And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Who the, who the fuck's Errol <laughs> Flynn?" <laughs> so I had to Google him. But apparently, Errol Flynn. Um, who else have I had? Oh. Do the photograph. Don't put the tights on, will you? No, I won't. Okay. Uh, the, well, the, the, there are the, worse the, people to look like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, obviously, I did a, a, you know, back in my, uh, you know, show days, I guess. So I, was, I did a uh, pirate shoot, like, I was dressed as a pirate. And obviously, I, and then that was Johnny Ooh, Depp. Johnny Depp, uh, yeah. Or, or Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. More, more exact. And then uh, anybody else off the top of my head? Uh, I think I've covered everybody. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, so that you know, from Bruce Lee to Johnny Depp. So I've had everything. So I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure people are bumping into Bruce Johnny Lee. Johnny Depp all, all the time, yeah. saying, uh, "Hey, you look like that." <laughs> <laughs> I get called names, but I don't look like them. You know. So yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I'll sit here all doing it. You know. So yeah, well, that, though, fucking someone's walk up Johnny Depp and say, "You like guy from the Don't Break the Oath podcast?" <laughs> say, "Who the fuck are they?" <laughs> Don't break the oath. But uh, but now that's uh, doppelgangers then. So um, yeah, <laughs> but, so um, keep up the good work. So you're doing a, a great job. But before we let you go, I just wanted to know because obviously you know you're doing this paranormal subject and, and and other bits and bobs and that. I just wanted to know why you got into the paranormal really. Well, we've both sort of grown up having Neat. paranormal experiences. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of, when we got together as well, we, we moved in together into a really, really, really haunted house. Oh, God, wasn't so it So our just... sort of, our partnership was cemented 
in Ghost Story. <laughs> it just oh, seemed yeah. like the natural next step. Anytime you want a psychic medium, I'll come. Oh, you know, I'll pop and the. If we still lived out. there, yes, but fortunately we do not anymore. We it's left. Only, it's only fifty running. pound an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheap. You know, that's cheap. It's <laughs> cheap for them, isn't it? Yeah, well, I've done. I've, I've, I don't charge anything, so I just do it as you know. It's because they want to pay you. But I don't want pay, do I? I've, I've been offered payment before. I've took it. I turned it down. Do you ever say? Um, oh, I'm not paid and say, uh, "Give me fifty pounds." I'll yeah. put in a charity box because that's a lie. Has anyone ever told you that you're uh, an empathic? I mean, so um, so what was the? So you were living in a haunted house. Obviously, that was to spark your curiosity. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, that wasn't sort of the first experience I'd had by any means. Um, and I saw when I was quite young, uh, the apparition of my dad's friend, uh, the morning that he died. Yeah. Uh, and we had a sort of spirit one or ghost, what have you, wandering around our house when I was growing up. Uh, used to stand underneath a plum tree and watch my dad mow the lawn. And Yeah, and interestingly, to... the first time <laughs> I went to this house, I, he, Fitz hadn't told me anything about this ghost, um, and I went downstairs in the morning to make coffee, and I saw this ghost um, and thought, well, that was very strange. He didn't mention that. Went back upstairs and said, I think I just saw a ghost, and it looked like this. And he went, oh, that's Jack. I was like, well, you could have warned me. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah. He likes <laughs> something. <laughs> he likes plums. <laughs> But, uh, can't eat them. Did you know who this Jack was then? Obviously, you give him a name. Well, we think um, it's my great uncle mm. um, yeah, right. because he he looks like he's wearing an RAF great coat. Yeah. And uh, my great uncle Jack died in the, the Second World War on his last mission over Germany. So mm, we thought, away, last one. Yeah, yeah, we thought he was waiting for his brother, uh, my granddad. But um, after my granddad passed, we. Um, we didn't see him anywhere near as much, but Ooh. we still saw him around. Mm. Um, so it, it might be, it might not be just because the ha- it was odd because the house we lived in was made in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, it was built on a bit of land that wasn't in the village before. So nobody had died there. It wasn't anything before that other than a field. Um, mm. And the, you know there was literally no reason it's not tied to the house at all no. to no. be linked to the house. No. Mm. Well, I mean, again, it could be an object, couldn't it? It could be, could be anything. I mean, well, that real... bit of land was mm. a midden. That was the only thing, other thing we could think of. It was like at the edge of the village boundary, this field that the house was built on. So mm. if you ever dig into the garden, you come across all sorts of bits and pieces of Victorian crockery and rubbish and things like that because people just went to the village wall and tipped their rubbish over the side. So, I mean, mm. there could be anything under that garden. Mm. And they said when you pass, Maybe you've under got the your memories with you. So, you know, uh, that, but obviously uh, that, uh, a spirit will remember any uh, memory of his life, mm. you know, where... See, I, I, don't, I don't buy all that shit. I, think, I do. Uh, I think <laughs> we, well, it's different. different. That's why we, we're, we're good uh, co-hosts. <laughs> I think, co-host. I think when, you, uh, when you peg it, that's it. No. Um, no. You know, I, I hope there's more, but I can't see it. You're going to have a boring life, you know. Yeah, know. well... <laughs> I, I'm going to be dancing away somewhere, you know, another dimension or whatever. I'm gonna be, yeah, where you're sending your two virgins yeah, absolutely, and your rivers right, of yeah. wine. Yeah. Okay, you know. Oh, I, I need to be wine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be drinking different kinds of wine, but I'll be drinking the wine. Love the but, wine. Uh, yeah, all right, well, that, you know, yeah. I just wondered, I just wondered how you uh, got into it. So, um, you know, if you guys want to tell everybody where they can find you and that, yeah, definitely. 
Yep, yeah, you can find us on pretty much any podcast provider, so iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, the usual, and uh, just search for Knock Once for Yes. Brilliant, fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, thank you uh, so much for having us on the show. Fantastic, mm-hmm. loved it. Right, say bye bye then. Bye bye.